This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Okay, so let's get to that medium-term budget policy statement delivered by the Minister of Finance, Inok Godongwana, in Parliament yesterday. Uh, in his speech, the Minister outlined that the economy, or spoke about the economy having grown by 0.9% despite the high levels of load shedding and that there is a 0.8% growth in real GDP in 2023. Uh, Treasury, though, has maintained its prudent stance on fiscal consolidation in the face of a revenue shortfall of 57 billion rand um, this year. And there's also a projected deep spending cuts of 213 billion over the next four years, including 2023-2024 financial year. Let's speak to senior economist at PwC South Africa, that is Klanti Pai, joining us on the line. Good to have you with us, uh, Klanti. We already had a hint of the direction the minister would take, particularly when it comes to uh, government uh, spending cuts. Um, so no surprises there. But what is the real impact of what the, the you know of the you know this belt tightening exercise, particularly with the critics who say that uh, austerity is definitely not going to help this economy grow? Uh, good morning, Titi. I think it is important. I mean, I, I think to understand that this is exactly the kind of thing that happens uh, with. Um, it's a sort of mini budget because it tries to align um, what we are, our policy um, outlook in terms of our policy spending and what we're actually budgeting for. Because obviously we will start there saying this is the way we think, um, you know, uh, we want to spend and we're going to spend. And then we look um, a little bit later to see whether or not, uh, you know, our budgets are still matching. And really what we are finding now, um, the impact, of course, will be, um, that we are going to have to leave some things behind. And I think many people are quite concerned about some of the things that we are leaving behind, uh, or at least the budget cuts that we have and the impact they may have, uh, the social impact, because they're trying to budget for two things, I guess. One uh, is, is you know, the economy and one is, uh, is our society. And both of those things obviously are connected. And so there are two things um, that seem to, um, to ring a very, very strong bell. Um, for some people, and some of the money that will be will have to be reduced, for example, uh, in university spending, uh, mm. in infrastructure spending, in some of the you know health, um, in those in those big areas. But they, it's not uh, it's, uh, it's certainly unavoidable. But then, of course, what it means really is that there is no avoiding tax increases in the in the coming years because, as we now know. Um, the things that we expected, uh, you know, that uh, in January that would would happen, so the growth, uh, uh, the spending on, on on the public sector uh, wages, and some, uh, you know, the the needs for mm. the parastatals, all of those things came true, and there isn't really a clear way that suggests that these things are going to turn, especially because obviously uh, in some of this spending we are facing an election, and it's usually very difficult for politicians to cut spending mm. um, when you are facing an election. So really, the question is really, can we actually do the things that he has said we're going to try and do uh, to match up? Uh, and that, that's a real difficult question. You know, uh, there was an acknowledgement from the minister uh, that, uh, you know, spending 
um, on you know uh, you know debt financing remains the single biggest uh, line item. Yet uh, also we are told that there will be some 553 billion rand in, per year over the medium term in terms of uh, new borrowing. Yes, um, and really this is um, something, of course, that's very concerning. But I think one of the things we know is that there's going to be very little space to um, to increase taxes because at a certain level, uh, for example, if you think about corporate taxes, that at a certain level, as you increase uh, taxes in an environment where businesses are not growing themselves or not being profitable, what you find is that actually you don't collect as much. Actually, you may start to collect less because people become less interested sorry, in spending. And that's also true, um, you know, in even these excise, in these taxes that, uh, you know, the swing taxes. Um, we see, for example, um, the situation we may find in, um, in, in uh, you know, in alcohol or cigarettes, that people, you know, start, you know, t- turning to that, you know, the black market. Those kinds of things are a bit of a problem. So taxes themselves being able to return what we are trying to return uh, after a certain threshold cannot give you that. So uh, then borrowing becomes that in the hope that the money you are borrowing, uh, you're going to invest properly so that actually the economy grows and that you start your collections come from production and new profits and new money that is coming in the economy because of growth rather than trying to sort of squeeze uh, as much as you can from what mm. little um, that is still available. And that's really the challenge, um, especially for us in an environment where the only way now is really to push uh, for the growth of the economy because clearly uh, our cost uh, in terms of, uh, uh, of financing costs are rising because people are starting to look at South Africa as, as the least option they want to actually lend money to. So basically, we might be, uh, you know, we're going to start borrowing at much a level because of the fact that, of course, we've been downgraded. We know we've been grey-listed. And that we're, of course, competing with other nations. This is a very tough uh, global environment. So we're not the only ones who are actually going to investors, to lenders, looking for money. There are a lot of other people. And it seems we are no longer in the front uh, row in terms of people wanting to lend us money. So we're going to find that actually, as we borrow, mm. it becomes much deeper and deeper. So, and Kalti, what do you make of the headline that the minister has taken with SOEs? No new funding announced for any of the state-owned entities. Look, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's very difficult because one of the things, of when you think about ESCOM, and I think what, when he speaks about ESCOM, he says we don't want to actually be thinking about ESCOM, the organisation, want to be able to fund electricity or energy, and that's a really interesting thing because one of the things we know about ESCOM, they just, uh, you know, the minister at the beginning of the year, I uh, went in and uh, and explained to us that he would actually be taking on some of that debt. Now we know as that they've announced a new uh, new losses, uh, close to 24 billion, they say. Uh, and these losses are quite clearly because ESCOM has a problem where they've got the same fixed cost. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, the revenue itself uh, is falling. And that's because, of course, they're not selling um, the product they're supposed to sell. So if you, for example, have any business that keeps their fixed cost, but obviously the product they're selling is not coming to market, you're going to find that they're making losses. And those losses easily, uh, uh, if you're making a loss, you need to be able to fund that loss somehow. And that's clearly they've been using credit lines to be able to pay that. So they have mm. actually increased their debt. And so, uh, and we know that there's still some time where ESCOM is going to, have to, is going to struggle to be, um, to be getting us electricity in the quantum that we need, at least the market needs it. So mm. that is something that's a basically a problem. And so I think 
the minister has tried to say, we think this problem is going to be with us for a little bit longer, and we're asking them uh, to work faster, otherwise we just, there isn't space. And that's true, I think, of, of Transnet, that if they don't make the kinds of reforms they need to do, they're going to be, there is not going to be money for them. And they really, as it's true, if we're kind of spending in critical areas, yes. then it means that we, you know, we can't exclude them. Yeah, how do you justify cutting money, spending on education and health, but yet you provide more bailouts um, to these uh, state-owned companies? Um, but, but that having said that, it seems uh, unavoidable to me that there is going to have to be some kind of state intervention um, to help them out. Well, one of the things he talks about is uh, to help with uh, to help through municipalities. Remember, part of the ESCOM problem also extends to municipalities around this issue of uh, municipal debt that's they're going to write off over over the next three years. Now, one of the interesting things there for municipalities is, of course, that municipalities, um, many people who pay in municipalities um, have tended to in, um, to source their own energy. So, mm. whereas Many years ago, they would be buying that electricity from municipalities. Now they've got their own solar panels, they've got their own generators. We're speaking here of businesses in, in local municipalities and some individuals who can afford it. And in many of the poor municipalities or the local municipalities, we find that now um, the only customers they've got are the so-called indigent customers, so mm. the people who are not able to turn away because they depend on that. And now the issue with that, of course, is that they will have to, they will find um, that their revenue has struggled and that actually they are collecting and co- they are collecting less and less in the bad economic environment. And so that somebody has to step in for that and suggesting that he thinks that this perhaps is the better way to step in um, as a social service mm. rather than anything else. Um, but that's also going to accumulate. So ESCOM has many, many serious problems over time. But I think in an important way, one has to... Um, uh, intervene in the local market, to, in the local economies mm. uh, more seriously uh, rather than at the state or state level. And that may actually also include perhaps supporting local municipalities to be able to be yeah. independent generators in some way. And then I see that uh, yeah, the ministers are unable to avoid funding this, um, you know, um, uh, the public sector wage bill um, with announcing uh, what is this twenty four billion rand or, and seventy four billion over the median term um, to to fund the wage increases. There's no, there was no choice about it. Remember at the beginning of the day, he was very concerned about this that we had put in three three uh, percent. But um, if we don't, we don't meet the three percent because the minister may put that pencil it down. But it's not the minister of finance who makes that decision. Mm. That in the public, you know, um, in the end. Uh, so, and that came to fruition. Now, um, once you are at the level where you've increased by seven percent, uh, any other the three percent on top of that is not going to be equal to this year's three percent in okay. the quantum mm. in the rent mm. terms. And so, you've got to make sure that now that that three percent is a little bit higher. And we're not in an environment, certainly, as we go next year um, into elections and, of course, a very difficult environment uh, years to come. We are not mm. in a position to sort of say, well, we're no more increases. Um, even though I think we've done it, you know, the ministers uh, of finance have been trying this. It hasn't very much succeeded. Um, but it's also interesting because it says um, that one of the key things that uh, was, uh, you know, was robust in terms of tax revenue has been personal income tax. And that's probably because people have gotten 
higher than expected increases. And so that personal income tax mm. has come through because obviously as you get more increases, you are able to pay more taxes. And so that has also been interesting in terms of what has come back to the government in terms of that. But certainly um, oh. the situation with that is, uh, is something um, that is very difficult. It becomes very sticky. Uh, and it seems they've abandoned any restructuring of the public sector um, okay. wage bill. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lanti Pai, for that uh, analysis. Uh, he is a senior economist at uh, PwC South Africa. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.